Welcome to another week of the Uproar Podcast, where we believe that the power of God is still moving and changing a generation. So here she is, and uh, man, I'm just going to interview her, her a little bit, let her tell a little bit of her story, then we'll talk about the content. But again, go ahead and share it. Let some people know that you're watching. Start a watch party, whatever it is. Comment. Yes. We want to have interaction with you guys, because I know this is something that teenagers struggle with, and especially, man, I've seen adults where they've, they've had, they've defeated it, and I want to see it in your life too. So leave us some feedback, talk to us, and... Uh, Here's Mindy. So go ahead, babe. Tell uh, tell our friends your story. A little bit like church girl all the way through. Okay. So uh, I grew up, my family, um, my parents were divorced and I was really, really young. I want to say probably like four or five. Um, and I have vivid memories of that because it was not a good divorce. Um, but what I remember is that my, my dad tried raising us, you know, as Christians. We went to church with my dad. But unfortunately, I saw I saw the church as just religion, rules, everything I was doing. I was going to go right. to hell over. So, you know, I would say that I had a base, but it wasn't a solid foundation because um, I just really didn't have a solid understanding of the love of Jesus. So um, my parents were split up. Um, my mom was an alcoholic, so naturally... Um, and she was very lenient. My dad was a lot more strict with things, but um, my mom allowed me to um, pretty much do whatever I wanted, especially once I got into high school. I moved into my mom's house um, and decided that, you know, uh, church really isn't my thing. I, I don't understand it. Everything I'm doing is wrong, so right. I might as well just have fun and enjoy life. Yeah. Um, so all throughout high school, um, you know, I, I started drinking at, I want to say, 14, um, started sneaking out, started going to parties, um, and it just became a normal part of my life. I mean, even, you know, my mom, for a while, she she allowed me, well, if we're, if I'm, you're under my roof and everybody's safe, it's okay. It's terrifying. Um, you know, so I had, I had that okay feeling with my mom um, to where it really led to pockets um, in my relationship with my dad, where we wouldn't even speak for, you know, extent, uh, long amounts of time because right. our relationship was so broken. But, um, you know, throughout high school and then after high school, I ended up moving to North Carolina, um, originally intending to go to college. I never went to college. I ended up just getting jobs and I lived down there for about five years. And really throughout those five years, you know, I just became a, hot a mess. crazy um, out of control, alcoholic, um, was up every night partying till 6 a.m., like consecutively. Um, and the last couple years of my life down there turned into some crazy, just, I got into some deep depression. And throughout all this, I struggled with anger, not even anger, I would say rage, like legit rage. Um, I would get just get mad um, for really no, no reason, they tried diagnosing me when I was 18 as having, you know, bipolar disorder, depression, anxiety, you know, all those things that we see so many struggle with today. But um, I know the last probably two years that I lived in North Carolina, it was like absolute rock bottom for myself. Right. Um, I had no hope or value in my life. I didn't really care. Even a lot of my closest friends down there didn't know the state that I actually was in. Um, I just started even drinking by myself. I didn't have anyone around me, and I would just go. Um, 
and I'd be drinking by myself. I'd be drunk by myself so many times. So um, it had a grip on my life. You know, that was that was my escape in that moment. Um, but really, all it did was drove me further into um, just a bit of depression. Right. Finally, I, you know, moved home, um, started mm-hmm. coming to church. And, you know, that's where the Lord met me. And it was like every sermon, every, every time I came right. to church, it was like, I looked around almost as if, like, did somebody tell this guy about my life? That's how direct <laughs> it was. I felt right. like the only one in the room. Um, and so, you know, I, I gave my heart to Jesus, um, jumped in radically. I mean, like, anybody that I was friends with, you know, if they if they weren't supportive of it, I, I didn't hang out anymore. I wasn't out at the bars anymore. Um, I changed up my mouth, I, you know, cussing. I, so many things in my life changed, like almost overnight. Started stalking me. We can well, tell. We'll tell that story one day. One day. She not, really did stalk me, though. I'm not even lying about there's that. There's a tiny bit of truth, but not as Look, much I have as he a contract, likes to believe. A character contract okay. with my employer, aka the church. I was stalked. I almost filed the police report at one point. This no. creep wouldn't leave me no, alone. He did. He couldn't resist. Well. 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 But anyway, uh, yeah, I just, I just really under, got a taste of a genuine love from Jesus. It wasn't religion. It wasn't, I'm going to bash you over the head because you've done wrong your whole life. And right. it was an open arm welcome um, of a fatherly love that accepted me where I was at and willing to help bring me out of that is what it took. So um, just really awesome. I wanted all I could get. I was in every single class the church could offer. All of them. Um, I mean, I I just I made up my mind that you know I've done I've done my life this whole time the way I want right. to, and and it's gotten me nowhere. So I might as well give Jesus a shot, full force. Um, and and just to mention, you know, my mom and my brother had been coming to the church. My mom was set free of alcoholism. Yeah, it was amazing. You know, my brother. His life got changed and turned around. It was radical, so it just it really was drawing. So I want to say throughout that, you know, now where I'm at, um, I've never had a desire for another taste of alcohol. Um, my life is amazing. I'm I'm so blessed. I have an awesome oh, thanks, husband. Oh, <laughs> I have two beautiful children now. I'm a part of the youth ministry. I mean, there, I just there's so much into it. I have a peace and a joy that I never had before. Right. I I've not had an anxiety attack in over 10 years. And when I say that, for those of you who have struggled or are struggling currently with anxiety, I know that feeling. I know that gripping, that that breathtaking feeling. But I have not had one in 10 years and it's all because of the understanding and knowledge of, of a loving God and, and learning his word and applying yeah. it to my life. Yeah. And what we want to talk about today is the lies yes. that go along there with, so with alcohol and alcoholism. And yeah. because at the end of the day, remember like what we become a part of and what we, we deal with ends up building up lies inside of our heart. And so many people start to live by those lies and they allow them to define them. And, and then right. they, and that's just, that's what they get built up. Sorry guys. I'm trying to figure out where, where to put this microphone. It's awkward. It's like sitting on her head. That's right. It's where it stays today. <laughs> but man, it's it's it, it's so sad. Yeah. Because that's that's what gets built up, and these lies people 
people don't have freedom, not because God didn't pay for it, but because they believe these lies. Mm -hmm. And I want to work through these lies. And if you haven't been watching, man, you can go onto the podcast. We've put up some of these lies and what's been going on with them. Mm -hmm. But I want to encourage you guys to start really getting in on this, to start looking at this, because at the end of the day, if you can't defeat these lies, you can't walk in what Jesus has for you. And they will build up strongholds. They will say Mm -hmm. that you can't have freedom. They will say that you can't walk forward. But that is a lie. So we're going to start breaking down some of these lies even right now so babe what was like the biggest lie you had to deal with um i think for myself it was that you know i'm not going to be able to have fun anymore so i thought for a while you know i didn't i didn't want to stop drinking because i felt well it's not really a big deal if i want to go have you know some drinks with my friends that's a huge one is like well, I it, I don't get drunk every night, or this is just an occasional thing on the weekends with my friends of going out right. and having fun. But that really is a lie because, I mean, I know most people really can't just have one. And what's the point of just having one? That's how I always looked at it. What's the point of just having one? You know what Full I mean? Tilt. Right? I mean, so why even bother and waste your time with it? It is a complete and other an, an utter lie. Yeah. Um, my grandpa actually, like my dad, thank God he never got into drugs. He was wild enough. Yes. He never got into like drugs or alcohol. Um, poor time to call me right now. Uh, but he never got into that stuff. And it's because my grandfather actually told him, he looked him in his eyes one day and said, if you can't have fun without help, if you right. can't have fun and remember right. what you did, then you need the help. Yeah. You need help. That's the difference. And I just, I really believe like if you need another thing to enjoy yourself, right. if you need another thing to supplement it, then right. how much fun are you, man? And, and people are like, well, I just feel loose. If that's what you need to feel mm-hmm. loose, then is that really who you are? Is that really right. your identity? Right. Is And I think we, we mask so much mm-hmm. because of our, of our lack of confidence that we'll let a drink come in and let us yes. get loose so we can mm-hmm. have fun. Liquid courage. Yeah. But in mm-hmm. reality, we don't have the courage ourselves. It's because of an insecurity we need to right. work out, not a drink we need to go right. to. So that's just that's one lie. I'm telling you, you don't need to get drunk to have fun. I haven't I haven't been drunk in like a decade almost. I've had more fun now, and I remember it. <laughs> that's yeah, the best part yeah, is that I remember. I, do it. remember it. I don't need people the next day telling me, "Oh, well, you did all these crazy things," and "Oh, I don't remember." I actually remember it, and I, I I have so much fun. We have so much fun. I wish, and it's genuine. I wish. I would have, we would have thought of that because I would have actually put up the picture from the summer with Ted and Carolyn when we, uh, so like this is what, like some stupid fun things. Like you can yes. have, like, what do you do as a Christian? You yeah. don't even drink. Yeah. Okay. Well, one time we just, I don't know, we had friends in town. So what we decided we would do for our fun that night, so we went to Walmart, we had to pick six items, uh, yes. which was actually funny as I'll get out. For so six other. items for each other mm-hmm. that the person had to wear. No questions asked. Now, like I, I wasn't going to wear a dress that obviously we weren't going to like go crazy weird on that but we decided whatever it is you got to wear and I wish that I could quickly pull up the pictures on this but I'm telling you what (laughs) we went and we played putt-putt and we got dinner and we went to ice cream it was the funniest thing in the entire world I had like a 2x women's NASCAR shirt on yeah he did (laughs) (laughs) it was it was fabulous 
to say the least. Yeah. But man, there's so many things you can do to have fun Mm -hmm. without poisoning yourself and remembering it and actually like having something you can be proud of and not not be shameful of. Like Paul said it in Philippians. He said, even now I tell you in tears that they glory in their shame. Yeah. And it's just so sad to me that people glory in their shame. I'm sure at your lunch table or even at work, man, that Monday morning is talking about, did you hear what so-and-so did? Did you hear blah, 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 blah? Did you hear how, what we did? It was so crazy. And it's just glorying in shame. When at the end of the day, God has greater and there's more fun inside of that. There's Mm -hmm. more fun outside of that. And uh, we want to talk a a little bit more about some of those lies. So do you have... Um, Another lie would be, well, I don't get drunk, but I like to have a glass of wine at night. Now, um, what can come with that? You know, can I still get into heaven if I have a glass of wine sure. without getting without getting drunk? Well, sure. But it, are you someone who loves Jesus and attends church, or are you in leadership? Because I, the word is clear in Timothy on if you're in any kind of leadership to not be drunk. So the word is also very clear. It says, do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled yeah. with the Spirit. That's Ephesians 5.18. And then Proverbs 20, um, verse 1 says, wine is a mocker. Strong drink is a brawler, and whoever is led astray by it is not wise. Yeah, dang. Viewers, drop when we start talking about, Ooh, about drunkenness. Yeah, but like, can you go to heaven if you have a, uh, have a glass of wine? Yes. Yeah. But I think the bigger question is, can I? Yes, but the real question is, should I? Right. And I, I really like this is the difference of relationship and character right. and, and crossing lines. I don't want to blur any line, especially like the position I'm in. Yeah. I don't want to be a stumbling yeah. block, which means I don't want uh, one of my youth kids to to walk into a restaurant and they're like, oh well, Pastor Cody's having alcohol. I can right. have alcohol. No, mm-hmm. I don't want to be a stumbling block. I don't want like a former alcoholic. Like think about this. I know a pastor. They were going to these people's houses mm-hmm. and they would have a glass of wine Mm -hmm. at dinner at their house right and these people had dealt with alcoholism in the past and like well it's no big deal it's just one glass of wine and now it's actually crazy because what they did is they ended up going full back into alcoholism Mm -hmm. not the pastors but the people they're having dinner with and now they don't serve the lord they don't care they're Mm -hmm. they're they got a first class ticket to hell and that pastor genuinely believes it was their fault it was yeah. their fault that they allowed it. They they were the ticket. They were the golden ticket to have alcohol right. back in the house because quote the pastor would do it. Yeah, and that's really the problem. And I want to like I want to put it like this because people are like well this is just religious. Well, yeah. it's not religious. I, I I would ask and I would put it like this. Really, with everything in our life. Yeah. But if I can't bring it into the presence of Jesus, mm-hmm. then should it be in my life? Right. And that's really the great question is, if I can't bring it into the presence of God, should it be in my life? And that really removes the religious stigma and allows us to truly work through it in our own heart, our own life, and biblically as well. Because if I can't bring it into the presence of God, it definitely does not belong in my life at all. Like King David, this was crazy. He married one of Pharaoh's daughters. Like, hey, why would you want to marry what you were set free from once in slavery. So that's Mm -hmm. the first question is like, well, why would you want to go back to what puts other people in bondage? Mm -hmm. But he married one of Pharaoh's daughters and then he couldn't bring her back to Jerusalem because that's where the presence of God was. That's Mm -hmm. where the ark was. So he actually built her a house in a whole different town and kept the two separated. How many people, they do this with the same thing. They Mm -hmm. separate what they do 
and with their friends, what they do on their own time with what they do at church and mm-hmm. what they do with God. And the real question has to be, if I can't do it in the presence of God, right. should it be involved in my life whatsoever? And the reality is no. If you can't bring it into the presence of God, you can't bring it into heaven. If you can't bring it into heaven, it's clearly not a good not thing for you to, to have in your life. And it's pretty simple. And to add, you know, I've heard other people say, well, I like to just have a glass of wine at night because it helps it just helps wind me down, and you right. know, I don't have much more than that. I need to have a glass of wine. But the, the minute anything in our life, anything that becomes a need, you know, above the Word of God, the Word of God is full of, of promises of your peace, promises of, of yeah. fullness, of joy. You know, if I'm relying on a glass of wine to bring me peace after a hard day, then I'm missing it. When God true, says, yeah. I've given this for you, I died on the cross for you to have peace, for you That's to have true. joy, and not just joy, but a fullness of joy. So the minute anything becomes, well, I need to have that and not just, right. you know, I'm having it because I enjoy the taste. I'm sorry. If you enjoy the taste, I mean, really, you could drink sparkling grape juice, which is good. I like. I love. I, t- I love I mean, Martinelli, man. Okay? I, I don't discriminate against any sparkling uh, right. drinks. Right, but I, love I just, them. I, you know, I, I, I have such a hard time only because I did struggle with this. You know, I wasn't someone who could just have one drink. I went in thinking I could have one, right, and then. I, it didn't. It never stopped there. It was always more and more and more. And you know, um, every emotion or every place, state of mind that that put me in, it was never positive. Even though I might have been laughing and having fun, you know, I did foolish things right. that I was embarrassed about the next day. You know, I got reckless with my mouth, or you know, I made a fool of myself, or you know, almost got arrested a few times. <laughs> you know, just no foolery, stories. Foolery. Okay, or. I was really angry or I was depressed because it only heightens all of the issues that you struggle with in life. Right. So really the minute anything becomes a need of, well, I need a glass of wine or I need, you know, a beer, then you've already missed it because that shouldn't be something that fulfills you as a Christian. What are we dependent on? That's the real question. We should be dependent on the word of God. I've heard other Christians, they're like, well, I, 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 I don't see the issue with getting drunk with my friends from time to time. You know, like, yeah. well, it, it doesn't matter when you get drunk no, or how yeah. often. Being like, drunk. Being drunk is a sin, according to the Bible. Sin. Ephesians mm-hmm. 5.18, very simple, yes. ready? It's and very do not get drunk with wine, for that's debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Exactly. It's literally laid out very clearly. Do not get drunk, mm-hmm. period. Proverbs 20, verse 1 says it like this. Wine is a mocker and strong drink is a brawler. Whoever is led astray by it is not wise. Right. Very simply right there. Even first, check this one out. This is actually pretty crazy. This is like a command in the Bible. This isn't like a a small suggestion. A command in the Bible for believers. Ready? (laughs) This is written to the church in Corinth by Paul. He said, but actually I wrote to you not to associate with any so-called brother. Okay. Don't even talk to somebody who says, don't be associated with someone who claims to be a brother. If he is an immoral person, covetous, an idolater, and don't be like, well, they're just cherry picking alcohol. No, look, all of these, but alcohol is in this list. It is. Or a reveler, or a drunkard, or a slender, or a swindler, not even to eat with such as one. Like, it's, it's not a suggestion. It's a command saying, like, and, well, being drunk isn't, isn't a sin. Well, 
then why would we be called? Why would they be yeah. called a so-called brother? And why would we be called not to even associate with the hypocrisy yes. of what they're living like? Mm-hmm. The reality is, being drunk is sinful. Yes. Period. Mm-hmm. Argue all you want. Being drunk is a sin. Yeah. Well, I only do it sometimes with my friends. It's sin. And is it, if that's really worth sacrificing what you and God have, then I have to question what you and God have. You right. should question what you right. and God have, really. And if you think that you're going to, well, I'm going to go minister out at the bars, can I tell yeah. you that's definitely not the way? Because every person, you know, I know how I was living before, and if anyone around me claimed to be a Christian and I saw them doing all the same things I was doing, I immediately had no respect for what they had to say to me because I saw them as a hypocrite. I don't want to be a hypocrite, so why am I going to go to the same places I used to go while I'm ministering and sharing Jesus? No, I'm not saying you can't share Jesus with people. We all need to be sharing Jesus, but we need to be an example. That's true. If they know what the Word says and said, well... Aren't Christians not supposed to drink or aren't Christians not supposed they to do know. this? And they know. So why would we show them any other way? And, and and there's too many hypocrites in the church. I don't need and I don't want for any more people to be able to point their finger at the church and be like, oh, those Christians, yeah. they're, they're they full of it. They don't even believe it. They don't even believe this word that they supposedly are supposed to live by. Hey, good luck sharing so, the gospel with them. Be genuine in what you're doing. You know, share Jesus, but you don't need to go into a bar right. and drink with them Yo, to be able to share I found the gospel. this verse, and I'd never heard anybody share this one, but this was pretty crazy. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 22. Yeah. It says, whoa, like, woe's a warning, okay? Yeah. Woe to those who are heroes in drinking wine. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, box wine lady. Whoa, if you're a hero at that, relax. Chill, pump the brakes. And then even this, and valiant men in drinking strong drink. Yeah. Like, hey, heed the warning. Just because you're really good at drinking Mm -hmm. wine and you're really strong and really great at drinking mixed drinks and alcohol, woe to you. Warning, this is not good. Like flashing signs. This is not wisdom. This is not wise. This is not going to help you. But why though? Like I think a lot of people like, well, why? I didn't do anything dumb. It wasn't harmful. Like, it is harmful. Ready? It Let's is. talk about it. Mm-hmm. Why is this harmful? First Peter, First Peter, chapter five, says it like this: "Is be sober, be vigilant, mm-hmm. because like every command of God is not right. just a command of God, just because He feels like mm-hmm. it. There's a reason He has for everything. Be sober and be vigilant, because you have an enemy right. who walks around like a like a roaring lion, seeking whom he might destroy." Right. Tell me if you have good awareness of what you're doing when you're drunk. No. No. Not at all. You might think you do, but you don't. There's no way. And at the end, like, seriously, how many stupid things have you seen people do while drunk? How many dumb decisions have people made? Mm -hmm. How many foolish things, how many shameful things have been done? So true. While, while, while you were drunk, somebody you knew were drunk, mm-hmm. the greatest gossip at the high school, the water cooler talk, yeah. how many people are ashamed of what they did while they're drunk? And the reality is God's saying, I want you to stay safe and protected mm-hmm. by being sober and vigilant. Because the devil's going to throw temptation at you. Yep. And when you have your guard down, when you're, when you're not fully sober, guess what's going to happen? You have your guard down and the enemy will take it as far as he can, as quick as he can to destroy your testimony, to destroy you, to Mm -hmm. destroy your relationship and have you do some shameful things that you you don't ever want to talk about again. Right. Ever. Yeah. And I mean, you just have to think there's, there's just so many things like alcohol is a downer. 
Okay? It it's if you're already struggling with depression and all of those other things, yeah, don't go farther it's down. only going to further put you down into a dark pit. You know, it's not talked about, but alcohol is one of the top killers out there right now. I know we talk about, um, you know, o- opioid uh, addictions yeah. and, you know, Actually, all these overdosing, uh, people overdosing. You know, I've had some really good friends of mine overdose on drugs and it is so sad it is heart-wrenching it's heartbreaking but what about all those other people that I know people even in my own family that alcohol has such a grip on their life you know there's more people getting into car accidents and there's just there's so much out there that people are losing their life over a liquid and it's poison it's literally poison check out how crazy this is from 2007 to 2017 the uh, alcohol-related deaths broke down by gender is, is wild. Deaths among men related to alcohol rose 29%. And the, this is, like, crazy. Ready? Deaths among women in that 10-year span, 2007 to 2017, rose 85%. That's wild. That's insanity. That's wild. 85%. That's just nuts. Why else? Like, why else would God want us to not be drunk? Ready? Because we should be filled with another spirit. We should be filled with the spirit of God. Ephesians 5.18, we already referenced Mm -hmm. it. But be filled with the spirit who's going to lead you, guide you, feed you, protect you, Mm -hmm. give you joy, give you peace. Every single thing you're already looking for, anything Mm -hmm. that you think you could find in a bottle, God has in his spirit. And when you're filled with his spirit... Everything you've been looking for will be accomplished and right. will be filled inside of your life. Mm-hmm. It's really simple. Absolutely. It really is. And one of the last reasons is like just a natural reason. Mm-hmm. It's literally poisonous. Yeah. You're literally poisoning yourself. Right. You're literally killing your organs. You're you like it's poison. You remember like the cartoon movies? They put like X, 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 X yeah. on the because <laughs> It's dangerous poison that right. you are consuming and diluting your blood with right. to kill yourself. Right. Too many people die of, of, of alcohol poisoning, mm-hmm. and it's just not worth it. And as a Christian, we are li- we are called to be set apart. Yes. We are called to look different. You know, I, I just, I'm an all-in or all-out kind of person. I'm not half in. I'm not half out. You know, and I want to encourage, encourage you today yeah. to be all-in or all-out. I, really, I want you to be all in, you know, because there's so much, there's so much blessing in serving the Lord. It's there's true. so much fulfillment. There's so much satisfaction. You know, I don't feel, and I don't have the drama in my life that I used to have when that was a main, uh, you know, contributor to my life. Um, I have joy. I have genuine joy. Does it mean my life is perfect? By no means, but it's great. Yeah. We have a great life, but I want people to be able to look at my life not out of, oh, well, she thinks she's better. I'm not better than anybody, but I want my life to be a light to people. I want your life should be attractive and drawing to those around you, especially to the unsaved, you know, especially if someone is struggling in their faith, they should be able to look at people who are strong in faith, who stand on the word, who are unwavering from what the word says. It's not, not giving into temptation. You know, the temptation is going to come, but God's given us every tool to avoid giving into that temptation. Yeah, and I'll be honest, I've never missed out on anything by no, not getting drunk. Absolutely. I, I've missed out on nothing. My no. life isn't worse because I don't get right. drunk. And really, like, if you're unwilling to give up a liquid for the Lord, then who is your Lord? Exactly. The, the real question is if he's not the Lord of all, is he the Lord at all? 
Right. I think we really need to answer that, but we've been called to be set apart. Luke mm-hmm. 1, 15, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he will drink no wine or liquor, and he'll be filled with the Holy Spirit right. while yet in his mother's womb. This was talking about Jesus. Mm-hmm. I want to be like Jesus. We know that we're, we're expected, we're called to be like Jesus. Right. And here's the truth, the very simple truth. Jesus never touched alcohol. I don't need to touch alcohol. Do you think Jesus lacked anything in his life by never getting drunk? Right. No. Yeah. He had everything he ever needed. So, real quick cuz this just this just came to my mind because this has been also brought up. Well, they drank wine as a part of culture back in those days. They did. They did. Super diluted. But what you need to understand with that word wine is another form of juice or extremely diluted. You would have to take a glass of wine now and water it down 7 times for it to be close to the equivalent of what it was back in those times. So you need to make sure that you understand the context yeah. of when it says wine and what when they were drinking wine because it's not the same as today on any level. Yeah, it, it, even being set apart, like we have the choice to be set apart. Second yeah. Timothy chapter 2, I love I love this. It says like in, in a great house, talking about the kingdom of God, there's vessels of honor, vessels of dishonor, vessels of wood, and vessels of gold. And cleanse yourself. We have a choice to cleanse ourselves, Mm -hmm. to be set apart unto God. Whether we're going to be a wooden object in the kingdom of God, which is really kind of common use, Mm -hmm. or if we're going to be golden vessels, which is for special use. I want to be a special use kind of person. And I want to be set apart unto God. It's not because I'm better than somebody else. It's just that I'm choosing to do better. It's choosing to say, God, I'm more available. You don't have to worry about me doing something stupid. You don't have to worry about me getting drunk. You don't have to worry about me letting down my guard and and falling into sin. God, I'm a clean vessel and I want to be used by you. And and really, you got to choose what's going to use you in this life. You can be used by alcohol. You can be used by God. But one will use you, whatever you choose. And I mean, I just, I want to be set apart. I want to show people that God is good enough. I want to show them that God is more than enough. I want to yes. show them that there's joy. That, that in the presence of God is the fullness of joy. Amen. And at his right hand, pleasures forevermore, according to Psalm 1611 or Proverbs 1611. But, but there's pleasures right. forevermore. Mm-hmm. And at his right hand. This is what he has for us. You don't have to compete. He doesn't need to compete with a bottle. He doesn't need to compete with something like that. And those lies will try to make it feel like you can do nothing mm-hmm. without it. And that's not true. Man, There's Jesus can set you free from alcoholism. He whom the Son has set free is free, free indeed. Mm-hmm. The, anything that's holding you in bondage, there's freedom in the name of Jesus. Yes. There's been plenty of alcoholics set free by the power of God. Mm-hmm. There's been plenty of heroin addicts set free from the power of God. And I want to encourage you. If you say, well, I'm addicted, I couldn't... Give it to Jesus. I promise Mm -hmm. he can't. Maybe you're saying, well, i just do it for fun. Why? Why ruin your testimony? Why ruin what God Mm -hmm. truly has for you by by allowing those things to rule in your life? Mm -hmm. Alcohol will destroy you, not only physically, but spiritually, chipping away at your your spirit man. And I want to Mm -hmm. encourage you to be set apart unto God fit for, for special purposes. Yes. And, and to be, man, look at Samson did powerful things when he, when he stayed towards his promises to God, which mm-hmm. was to not cut his hair, to not drink. Jesus never touched alcohol, never was drunk. It's important, man, to be set apart and to be filled with the Spirit of God instead of filled with, with, with another spirit, a liquid that will damn you and take control of your life. I'm going to ask real quick, do you have anything else, babe? No. 
you guys have anything yeah. online, I'd love to answer any questions. Yeah. We'd love to talk to you guys. Mm -hmm. I'm, I mean, like, I, I, I've just seen too many people ruin their lives over a liquid. And like, just to recap, man, we didn't. It, it's not a sin to have a glass of wine, right. but is it really right. that important to you? Yeah. And then the second thing is, like, really simply, man, it, it is a sin to be drunk. Period. Yeah. Period. That's Bible. That's that you can't argue that point. So, I mean, we're really happy that you guys were on. I'm not seeing any questions pop up. So, real quick, uh, before you go, though, we know it's almost the end of the year. We want to say, hey, Merry Christmas. We're yes. so excited. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We won't be on next week, but we'll be back full till after mm -hmm. this. And we have some amazing, uh, we have some spicy topics to hit on the lies of. And I'm really excited about it. It's but before be you go, just hold on for a second. Uh, man, we do this. Uh, Uproar Conference is 100% free. And we have two events coming up. One is going to be right below Pittsburgh, mm -hmm. and the other is going to be in, I believe, in Trenton, New Jersey. We're working out the exact location. And then also we have leadership conference for youth pastors. And we're taking a bath monetarily on all these right. because I don't want to charge a teenager to hear the gospel. It's hard right. enough to get some teenagers just to come to church. And they say, hey, you got to pay $100 to come. No, I don't. I, I, we don't care about that. And what we've done and what we feel like the Lord has told us to do was to really do this for free. Yeah. So I, I, here we go. You have an opportunity to give towards this. And here's the options, the opportunities. Are, are, we, we rent out the first arena. There was over 1,000 kids last year. The three one-night events, there were over 500 teenagers across the region. We're believing for 300 partners at $20 a month. That's mm -hmm. 67 cents a day. Uh, for 100 people at $1.67, that's 50 bucks a month. That's not much money at all. People spend that easily on their cable and their, their internet. And the last one is, man, we're believing that there's some people that can give $100 a month to support what God's doing financially. And then the last thing we didn't even talk about, the National Day of Youth Evangelism. We're going to push this yes. extremely hard next year. And what we're doing with that, man, uh, we had 13 states participate last year. So awesome. This year, I'm believing that we'll see all 50 states, yeah. teenagers going and sharing the gospel in, the, in their colleges and, and in their high schools mm -hmm. because they are missionaries there every single day. So if you want to help support this, support everything that we're doing, uh, if you're watching on Facebook, you can't do the hashtag donate right now, but you can go to the uproar.org. I'm going to type that in so you guys have it. If you're listening, you can go to theupper.org and type and click on the give button and partner with us monthly so we can bring this message of Jesus to, to the youth that, man, they're hearing a lot of messages, but I know Jesus is the greatest message they can hear. So we love you guys. Have a phenomenal day. Mindy's actually going to pray with you as we get off. And uh, if you need salvation, if you need Jesus, if you want to continue the conversation, do not be afraid to reach out to us on any platform. We'd love to talk to you about whatever it is you're going through. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for everyone watching. I just even pray that right now, Father, anyone who has maybe been struggling with alcohol, Father, that right now that that would be completely broken off their life in Jesus' name, that you would even remove the taste of it off their tongue yeah. in the name of Jesus, that freedom and that your joy, your joy uh, would be refreshing to them, Father. I thank you, God, for giving your revelation of your word. 
um, and confirm it with your with your presence and your spirit to absolutely yes. overwhelm them right now in Jesus mighty name bless them during this holiday season and, amen. and this next year in the name of Jesus amen amen hey we love you guys and pray for our Facebook page that it would get put back on I'm sick of Facebook right now um, but we love you guys have a phenomenal day and we'll see you with the new and that concludes another week of the Uproar Podcast. We want to invite you to share this podcast on all social media platforms and help us spread the good news of the gospel. Also, you can subscribe to this podcast for updates on all of our latest content.